Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I am so excited that you are joining me here today for an amazing guest interview that I did with my friend, Melissa Houston, all about a topic that maybe you don't want to hear about, maybe you've been turning a blind eye to it, but I think it's such an important conversation to have. So we are going to be chatting today all about how to recession-proof your business. And I'm so excited that Melissa came on today to talk about this, to share some ways to be proactive about this, and just how you can feel a little bit more empowered about your financials and your money and your business now and moving forward, right? So a lot of the things that Melissa is going to talk to us about today are great for right now for helping you during this time and this season, but are things that I want you to continue to take throughout your business as your business grows, as the recession comes and goes, right? As the next recession comes, like I want you to take this and really feel empowered knowing that there are things that you can do to make it through this time, even if it feels like you're just treading water. So I'm super excited to introduce you to Melissa, who is a CPA, a finance writer for Forbes and Entrepreneur, and a business finance strategist with over 20 years of in-depth experience working with startup companies to multi-million dollar businesses. Besides seeing firsthand what gets businesses into trouble, she carries her own experience as she builds her seven-figure business, and she's super passionate about sharing her knowledge of business finance with other entrepreneurs. You're really going to love this episode. Pull up a seat, get out a pen and paper, and let's go ahead and dive on in. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey, Melissa, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on today. Hey, Aubrey, I am so excited to be here. I cannot wait to dive in. Yeah, so I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself to my audience in case they don't know who you are. Give us a little bit of your backstory, your journey. Just tell us all the good stuff. Sure. So my name is Melissa Houston, and I am the founder of She Means Profit, which is a podcast, a blog, and a YouTube channel. And the purpose of She Means Profit is to help entrepreneurs and business owners create profit in their business through good money management skills. So I'm a CPA by trade. I have been a CPA for over 20 years, and I've worked with business owners for over 20 years. And the common thread that I saw with business owners is they come to you for accounting advice and you give them really valuable advice 
to use throughout the year, but people don't know how to implement it. So that's why I created She Means Profit is to coach business owners, show them not to how to be an accountant, but how to manage their money well so that they're creating profit in their business, which ultimately leads to increasing their wealth, excuse me, increasing their wealth. I love that. I feel like I need you in my life. I am definitely (laughs) a person who, I mean, if I could ignore the numbers, I would. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I'm guilty as charged by that. But I also know when I, when I have started paying attention and, or, you know, like had the right people come in and say like, oh, this is what we should be looking at. And this is what we should be tracking. I definitely feel more empowered knowing that as opposed to like turning that blind eye to it. Exactly. Financial empowerment. It just feels so good. Yeah. Um, which is such an interesting topic that we're going to talk about today, which I know can be lingering on people's mind. I know that I have, again, somebody who kind of just likes to ignore some things when it comes to that, trying to pretend like the recession isn't there or, you know, it's not coming. So let's dive right into it. I think we should just like get right into this because I know that people are are stressed and are worried about this. But mm-hmm. I first would like you to kind of explain, and I'm even really interested to know, like, what exactly is a recession? That's a really good question. So a recession is when the economy contracts, which means it's shrinking. And um, I hope I got my words right there. <laughs> I See, recessions are for economists, right? Like that is that is the expertise. So as an accountant, I'm telling you from the outside, um, without the expertise, recession is when the economy stops spending money, it's contracting, and people start getting nervous, right? So to technically fill a recession, you have to have that economic contraction. And that's the contraction of the GDP. And it has to happen for two consecutive quarters before the government will say that they are officially in a recession. So you usually hear that we're going through a recession, but nobody wants to commit to anything until after the fact. So chances are, you know, off the record, unofficially, I'm going to say chances are that we are in a recession. Now, what that means is a lot of people are being more cognizant of where they're spending their money. It doesn't mean that people are not spending money. It just means that they're more careful about it. Therefore, a lot of businesses see their revenues start to shrink as well because people are spending less money. So then, you know, people are getting nervous. But there's a lot of things that you can do to protect yourself if you know, when we're going through a recession, if you're being affected by a recession, there are things you can do to protect yourself. Okay. So that helps me to kind of understand. So pretty much like you don't really say you're in a reception until you're probably most likely on the way out of it, right? Because it yeah, has that's to typically, yeah. Okay. And sorry, I, I just, I do want to add another thing because a lot of people don't realize this is that recessions are a normal part of economies, right? So your economy it's, a, it's an economic cycle. It's very cyclical. And recessions come every 10 to 15 years-ish, right? So because we're in a recession and coming through a recession possibly, it doesn't mean that we'll never get another recession again. You need to prepare for recessions because they do happen, historically speaking, every 10 to 15 years. We go through a recession. Some are minor, some are major, but they still happen. 
Right. And that like that the, whether it's big or it's not as big can probably depend on how how much we feel it in our day-to-day lives too. So for people mm-hmm. who have these small businesses, what does it mean for them? Like what is what does that recession mean for them? And what kind of things can they do to to prepare for it or I mean I know it's it seems kind of silly, right? Cuz it's like you're you're in a recession, but you don't really they won't ever say that you're in a recession until you're probably on the way out. So it feels like how can I be proactive about this? Yeah, and it's such a good question. I'm so glad you asked this question because it's never too late to secure your finances, right? Now, the best cure for for a recession is to be proactive right from the get-go. So this is what I talk with my clients about always is managing the money in your business well. So if you've got those money management skills in your business, then you are creating profit in your business, which is going to help you survive any economic downturns. So you don't need to have a recession for your business to be affected, right? Small businesses are always affected by different things. Like take, for example, the pandemic. They didn't label the pandemic as a recession, but a lot of businesses were hit hard. So whether, you know, you're going through a recession or a pandemic or whatever, the best thing you can do is stay involved in your finances and help prepare your business for any sort of economic or market fluctuations. So protecting yourself from any risk to your revenue is really important as a small business owner. And the way you do that is by creating financial plans for your business, having these plans going forward, knowing where you want to take your business to, planning it out and following those plans and following cash management systems and such. It sounds really overwhelming and confusing at first. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, she's telling me so many things I have to do. But it's not like that. When you break it down into steps and you understand what you need to be overseeing as a business owner, then you know how to manage your cash really well in your business and you're making profit in your business. And profit is what you get to keep at the end of the day. Profit is going to, is what is going to protect you against those market fluctuations. So one thing that you said too about the recession is that it doesn't mean that people aren't spending money. It's just that they're being, you know, they're kind of being careful about where they're spending money. And so I know that I have listeners here who who sell a service, right? They might help people get their website set up or they might help people to run their social media. And so I know they're thinking, well, does that mean it's going to be harder for me to, to find clients? Um, do you have any tips for them that they can do to make sure that they don't see it. I mean, I, I know that I've seen a dip. I, you know, I, I've felt that we've felt that we're not hitting some of those marks that we have in past years. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we're, we're trying to combat that, but for somebody who's just like a one-to-one service provider, do you have any tips for them that they can do so that they don't feel like they're taking such a huge hit income wise? Absolutely. And I love this question too. You're asking great questions. Um, First of all, the first tip I would say is how to differentiate yourself from your competitors, right? Because yes, people aren't spending as much, so there's going to be a smaller piece of the pie for everybody. So you need to show how different you are and how you add value for your clients so that you're still gaining the trust and gaining new business or keeping business and adding that value wherever you can. The second thing is coming from a financial perspective is when you have a business financial plan, what that is, it it basically maps out where you want to take your business, where you are 
at versus where you want to take your business to in the next 12 months. And you plan this out. So this is an exercise that I typically do with my clients, like right around this time of year, right? Because 2023 is around the corner and you want to, you know, project where you want to go for 2023. Now, the key to creating these plans is what that does is it breaks down what you want or you're expecting to bring in in revenue each and every month and how how much you're expecting to spend in your expenses each and every month. So when you monitor what you actually did versus what you plan to do, so in your case, for example, if you monitored, and I'm just throwing out numbers there just for simplicity, I'm not suggesting this is your revenue at all. But let's say you planned that you're going to get $10,000 of revenue in, um, let's say, you know, we're in October right now, so we'll use October as an example. And the end of October comes around, your books are done for the month of October, you run your reports, and you compare what you had projected to what actually happened. You can see, oh, I only made $7,000 of revenue in October. I really need to, you know, change my marketing plan or change uh, my messaging or change something that will help you bring in more revenue, right? Because when you look at your numbers, you understand what's going on in your business. And it's not necessarily that you're not making the revenue. It could be timing differences like, oh, um, you know, maybe one of your clients signed on later than expected and they're going to sign on in November instead of October. But when you know your numbers, you can understand what's going on in your business And you can course correct instead of waiting till the end of the year and finding out, oh, my revenues dropped and I didn't even know. Does that make sense? 100%. And I'm even, I, like my brain is going, it's so funny how when I get talking about these things, like I realize that I actually do like them. It's one of those things. But Mm -hmm. I'm even thinking like when you, you know, so for a freelancer, for somebody who offers different services, like even being as detailed out when you run those reports of like where, so like, yes, it, it you want to have that overall goal, but then like when you actually look at where the numbers are, where did that, that come from? Because mm-hmm. like you said, you might need to change your marketing. Like you might've spent all of October pushing one specific service and realizing, well, over half of it came from this other service. Like maybe that's what people actually need right now. So instead of me spending all this time trying to give them this thing, I, I should like, and that's how I've learned in my business. Like, look at, look at the trends, look, like go back and reflect and see like, what are people asking you for? And a lot of times it's less about what you think you need to do and more about following those breadcrumbs. A hundred percent. I totally agree. And also another point that we could make is let's say you've got, I don't know, a hundred clients and their regular recurring revenue. And, you know, due to the recession, maybe one of the clients really pulled back on what they're spending. When you run those reports and you have an understanding of what the client behavior is, it gives you a better understanding of your business, right? So if you didn't know if your client was holding back, um, you know, paying for services, you may have just thought, oh, I've lost business, people aren't coming, whatever. And you're making decisions based on the wrong information, and that is, you know, that, that'll that kill your business. So when you listen to what your clients are doing, like you just suggested, that is absolutely a revenue generating activity. Listen to your clients, listen to what they want, but also know your numbers so that if they're not telling you what you what they want, you can see their behaviors. Mm, so, so true. Okay. So one of the things that I really love about having a 
freelance business model where you're a one one service provider. And what I've found from my experience is it's a relatively inexpensive way to get a side hustle going. Like you do not in most cases, like have to go get a loan from a bank. You don't have to open up a storefront. You don't have to get an office space. Like you can do this pretty inexpensively. And most of the time, the overhead to run your business month over month, those expenses are relatively low too. But do you still feel like even in a recession or the thought of a recession coming that it's still a good time to start a business of your own, I mean, in particular, like a freelance business, but do you do you say like it's better to wait or now is the time to do it because this is a chance for you to, to build a little extra cushion? I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, measuring the success of a business, I mean, there's so many different playing parts, right? So you can have the best business idea in the world and it can completely flop. And in fact, 82% of businesses do fail. And the reason why they fail is because of financial mismanagement. So knowing how to manage the money in your business to make sure that you are going to be in business for the long term is definitely key. Um, knowing what your clients are looking like, there's so many factors in there, right? And some of the best businesses and like biggest and you know long-lasting businesses have been formed during a recession. So whether we're having a recession or economy is booming, I don't think that that plays too much into if your business is going to succeed or fail. I think it's more about how you strategically manage your business. I mean, absolutely. If you've got the opportunity to start a business and you've got those paying clients coming in the door during a recession, why wouldn't you? Right. Um, Now, I kind of want, we've been talking a lot about the business side of things. And I think that's super important, but I'd love to just touch on like the personal side of things. Like how much does that play into this money management piece of it? You know, like your, your personal finances. I know like I, I, I at least follow the rule of everything should be separate business and personal. Um, but how does, how does your personal money and financials play into, to your business as well? Yet again, such a great question because I get this question a lot because what's happening is business owners are not taking their personal budget into consideration, right? Mm -hmm. So ensuring that you understand how much money you need to bring in from your business so that it can pay you is really important because that's going to dictate your revenue targets. So, I mean, I love that you're keeping your your personal finances separate from your business finances. You absolutely need to do that. But you need to know what your personal budget is because when you're doing your financial plan for your business, you have to allocate that money from your business to pay you. I mean, whether you pay yourself through... um, you know, the different styles of corporations that, or through dividends or whatever, that's a completely separate issue, but you still need to pay yourself. So for example, if it costs you $4,000 a month to live personally, like paying your mortgage or your rent, your car expenses and your food and your utilities and all that, you need to make sure that your business can pay you $4,000 a month. Often I see entrepreneurs who are waiting to see what their profit is or what cash they have in the bank to see how much they can pay themselves that month. And that is just really not a good way to look at it because first of all, that cash in the bank may not be yours to take. It may be, you know, you may owe money and you're not thinking about that. You're not thinking that far ahead or, um, 
you know, that's not exactly profit. So you need to manage what's going on in your business so that you're not over or underpaying yourself and that you can create a business that doesn't create a whole bunch of financial stress for you. Right. I know that I get this question a lot, especially like when people are first getting started is like, well, how much do I pay myself? And I know there's probably no like hard and fast rule on this, but do you have a recommendation on like a percentage or depending on how long you've been in business or like what the profit is to expenses? Yeah. So I know out there there's this thing called profit first Mm -hmm. and I don't practice that at all because when clients come to me, they're more confused than anything. I, I am a traditionally trained accountant and I do things the traditional way. So what you need to do is understand how much you need to pay yourself to live. It's not like, okay, if I'm, if I have a hundred dollars of profit, I'm going to pay myself 20% of that to live. And yet again, I'm just using that as simplicity. Um, it's more about like, I know that I need $4,000 to live. And if my business can't generate $4,000 or more to cover their expenses, I mean, ideally, especially as a service-based business, you want to have a profit margin of at least 50%. Mm -hmm. If you can't generate that type of revenue, then you're not ready to take your business full time. So it's still very much a side hustle until you get to that point where your business is comfortably providing for you right it's not about like um okay so let I'm gonna backtrack a bit too sorry because if you make more money than you thought you would like so let's say you need four thousand dollars to live and for your expenses but your business is making twenty thousand dollars a month what I suggest is you need to think about your profit goals you need to think about your the financial goals that you want to achieve through your business. If you're comfortable at $20,000 a month and you know you don't want to grow your business, then for sure you can absolutely take extra and pay yourself extra money from that. But if you want to grow and scale your business, the best thing to do is reinvest that profit into your business. So everything about business is about profit and how much money you're making in profits. So profit is all the revenue that you're making for a month, less all the expenses for your business, which includes paying yourself. That's a business expense to pay yourself. And then what's left over after that is profit. But don't ever forget the fact that you have to pay taxes on that profit. So I always tell clients to take, um, you know, what their tax accountant would use as a percentage. Um, let's just say it's 30 percent. Uh, to expect to pay in taxes. So if you've made $20,000 in revenue and your expenses are $5,000, technically you would have a $15,000 profit. You have to take 30% of that and put it away so that you can pay your tax bill. And then Mm -hmm. what you have left over after that is what you get to spend. You know what I'm loving about this conversation is everything that you just said made sense to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, it's so good because I was worried I was confusing you. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I do that. I do that. I do that. And I'm like, yes, I'm on the right track because it's always, awesome. you know, so I'm, and you explained it extremely well. And like I said, I, I feel at least in one sense, like I'm on the right path. I mean, I know I can always be doing more and I know that it's a a weakness of mine, which always is an indicator to me as a business owner that those are areas that I do need to invest in. I need more support in because it's not something that I 
want to take on or know how to take on. So I really appreciate you breaking that down for all of us. Um, As we start to kind of wrap things up, I would love for you to share any tips that you have around money and, and managing it. And even when it comes to mindset, which I know is probably like a super broad question, but if you have somebody who's listening to this, who feels just super, like they don't feel empowered by managing their money or they don't feel like they know what they're doing, or they just feel like, well, I'm just running this business and I have no idea whether it's making me profit or not. If you have any tips or just pieces of advice to share with them. I I just love your questions. You are nailing every question. And I was going to bring up money mindset because in, in my program and in my upcoming book, I have a five-step cash confident framework that I use. And the first step in that framework is get your money mindset in order because money mindset is a huge part of being a business owner. And often I have clients who are, um, you know, they, they're fearful of money, they're afraid of making mistakes, or they've made mistakes in the past, and they have not forgiven themselves. You may have a huge money story from, you know, as early as your childhood that tells you that you're no good with money. There's so many things going on with money, like money is extremely emotional. And getting your money mindset together in a way like having that positive relationship with money will help you generate money right? It gives you a good relationship with money. You respect money. You know how to deal with it. And it helps you become a better business business owner because you know how to manage your finances. So getting that money mindset clearer, and that takes a lot of work. It's, it's, It's a lot of personal work, right? Read books, listen to podcast episodes, use workbooks, all sorts of stuff. There's a lot of tools out there and work on your money mindset so that it's not holding you back from creating as much money as you want in your business. I always say to business owners, you're in the unique position to create your wealth if you want to accept that wealth into your life, right? So whether you're a freelancer or you've got big visions for, you know, multi-million dollar business, the way you're going to achieve that is through your money mindset because it's 80% behavior and 20% skill set. That skill set is super important and not enough money coaches are talking about the skill set that you need to go along with the money mindset. But money mindset is definitely key and that's going to be the the make or break in your business. Uh, I agree with that 100%. It, it's something that I talk about a lot in my programs and what I teach, even when I was first getting started kind of shifting into this coach role before I even knew that that's what I was going to be, I would have people who would say like, well, how did you do it? And how were you successful? And a lot of the things that I was sending them were like books that I read on, on mindset, um, Mm -hmm. and, and growing that and believing that I could do this and, and knowing that even though I previously might've thought this one way about myself, that doesn't mean that that's always how it's going to be. And then people were like, no, 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 no. Give me the tactical, give me the step-by-step. And I'm like, this is where it needs to start. If you do not have a solid foundation here, anything else that I teach you or show you, or that you try to implement, it's going to be so unsturdy. And you're with any blow of the wind or change of direction, you're going to fall over so easily. So I love that you brought that up because it's so true. And it's also something that 
I believe, and I'm sure that you could agree with this too, is that it's not a one and done thing. It's something that it's a continual thing over and over again. Even though I've been in business for going on four years now, like I still don't feel like I have my mindset 100%, right? Like it's definitely, I've I've grown it and I I know how to overcome things a little bit easier than I could maybe two or three years ago when I was first getting started, but I still struggle with it. It's still something that I know that, again, recognizing that it's a, a weakness of mine and knowing that it's, I need to pour time into that in order to develop that. Yeah. I love what you just said there too, right? It's like, it's progress over perfection, but it's also recognizing that mindset is a muscle, right? So if you're working your muscles and then you stop working them, you're going to lose your muscle. It's the same thing with mindset. Like you have to check in with your mindset, make sure that, you know, you're still maintaining that positive relationship with money and, you know, whatever mindset issues that you're tackling. Love it. This has been such a great conversation. Melissa, I appreciate you so much for coming on and sharing all about this. I know that this is a topic that, again, we might want to like put our blinders on and pretend that it's not happening, but it's important to not act that way and to to mm-hmm. embrace it and to, like you said, be proactive about it and know that there are things that you can do. So I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today all of your knowledge. Could you please let my listeners know where they can learn more about you, all your good stuff that you have coming up? We would love to share that with everybody. Yeah, absolutely. But first, I want to thank you for allowing me on your show and hearing your attitude and your your practices towards money. I absolutely love that. And I think that your clients and your community are really lucky to have a leader in you. Um, and you can check me out at She Means Profit. It's a podcast, a YouTube channel, and a blog. And if you go to my website, the blog at shemeansmoney.com, Uh, you can download the five-step roadmap to a profitable biz. And that outlines the five-step framework that I was addressing earlier and shows you how to get that financial foundation in your business. Perfect. We will link all of that up in the show notes so that everybody can go and grab that. Thank you again, Melissa, for coming on and sharing everything with us today. I know my audience is really going to love this. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.